Shabbat Shalom. There's a verse in this week's Torah portion that reads, Vayomer Mosheel Bnei Yisrael, Reu Kara Adonai Beshem Betzaleo. And Moses said to the Israelites, See, God has singled out Betzalel. Betzalel was the great artisan of the ancient Israelite community. He was put in charge of the design, architecture, and decorative beauty of the desert tabernacle, the wilderness sanctuary. The last six chapters of the book of Exodus, beginning in this week's Parsha, describe in minute and loving detail the construction of the Mishkan, the dwelling place of God. To this day, the name Betzalel stands for artistic and creative beauty. There's a prestigious school of arts and design in Jerusalem called the Betzalel Academy that attracts the most talented and creative students from Israel and around the world. The sages immediately noticed the unusual phrasing of the verse, Kara Adonai Beshem Betzalel, and God singled out Betzalel Beshem by name. The word Beshem by name didn't have to be in the verse. It would have been enough if the Torah stated, God called Betzalel, or God appointed Betzalel. But the sages found it significant that the Torah specifically uses the word Shem. God called out Betzalel Beshem by name. They explained that through this verse, through the distinctive emphasis of calling out Betzalel by name, the Torah teaches that a good name is among our most precious possessions. Quoting Ecclesiastes, the rabbis said, a good name is even better than precious oil. How so? They say the fragrance of precious oil travels only a short distance, say, from the bedroom to the dining room. But a good name travels from one end of the world to the other. In other words, our good names, our reputations for honesty, integrity, decency, reliability, is even more important than money, abundance, possessions, precious oils, fame, and all the other stuff that we think is so important to us. Anticipating modern times, when with the click of a key, what is said about us can travel around the world. The sages emphasize that a good name is our calling card. In so many ways, it defines us and sets us on our way in life. Already thousands of years ago, Jewish sages warned against the human propensity 
to damage a person's reputation. I read this morning, I don't know if you uh, caught this, I know that we have some politically active people here, and some of you may have been part of this effort, but I uh, read yesterday that the New York State revenge porn bill finally passed. Did you see that? It's awaiting, I think it's still awaiting the signature of the governor who promised to sign. This impulse to seek revenge, to destroy another person's character, is as old as time. Precisely because we are more capable today to achieve this kind of character destruction, it is more important than ever to remember what Judaism places at the center. All of us were created in the image of God. The very name Betzalel means in the shadow of God. All were created and reside in God's shadow. We contain the spark of the divine. To trample upon the dignity of a fellow human being is not only to destroy their name, it is a form of chilul Hashem, the destruction of the name of God. According to the rabbis, one who gives his neighbor a bad name can never fully atone, can never gain full pardon. The sages understood that some offenses are so permanent that even atonement is not fully possible. Once we go down the road of destroying that very thing that defines the essence of a human being, their reputation, their good name, their dignity, we do such incalculable damage that even if we wanted to make amends, we can never fully restore that very thing that we took. And hence, we can never really gain full pardon. Jewish folklore tells of a rabbinic teaching of a rabbi who was teaching his students the lesson of avoiding gossip and lies about another. He asked the student to bring the, each to bring a pillow up to the roof of the school and to meet him up there. When they all arrived, the rabbi told his students Rip up the pillows and let the feathers fly off in the wind. After they completed the task, the rabbi then said to his pupils, Now go and retrieve the feathers. When the students protested that it was impossible to gather the feathers anew, the rabbi gave his lesson. Once you have damaged someone's reputation. It's like scattering feathers to the wind. Their good name can never be fully retrieved, and hence you can never fully receive pardon. Like all construction projects, like the Mishkan itself, our reputations are harder to build than to destroy. We could even do it to ourselves. One stumble, 
one mistake might overshadow a lifetime of good deeds. It's good for all of us to remember this when we speak about others or read about the supposed misdeeds of the rich and the famous or the poor and the powerless. Our voyeurism, our incessant and endless curiosity, curiosity about other people's intimate private lives, it's out of control, exacerbated and extenuated by an almost limitless technological capacity. Social media is the cesspool of moral behavior. Our need to assert a kind of moral superiority over others causes us to become adrift, unanchored, and unmoored from the moral awareness that damaging the good name of another is among the most egregious of sins. Shakespeare put it this way, good name in man and woman is the immediate jewel of their soul who steals my purse, steals trash, tis something, nothing. Twas mine, tis his, and has been slave to thousands. But he that filches from me my good name robs me of that which not enriches him and makes me poor indeed. The Talmud warns that whoever shames another in public, it is as if he has shed his blood. In Jewish thought, humiliating someone is equated with killing someone because public humiliation causes the death of something in someone's personality. I wish upon you the ancient blessings of the rabbis of old who wished this blessing upon their community. May it be God's will that you do not humiliate another and that you are never humiliated.